Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. This is Michelle Wong here and your fearless host. (laughs) And I am so excited you are tuning in today. Thank you, thank you. And if you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. And if you are a new listener, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you here. So we are going to be talking a little bit around money mindset today. That's going to be the focus of this episode. And before I dive in, I just wanted to uh, share that I'm recording this over the weekend and it is pretty smoky outside. So for those of you who may or may not know, uh, the Pacific, well, all along the West Coast of the U.S., there's been a lot of forest fires and I even think Colorado or neighboring areas, uh, states around Colorado were also affected. And so this weekend I basically stayed inside. So, um, Yeah, I'm actually really grateful that it's not super, super hot outside because I have my windows closed um, and it's, you know, I still have like a sweater on and wearing my sweatpants and I think summer is rather officially over um, and it's with bittersweetness and also at the same time, I'm looking forward to fall. I'm looking forward to uh, more coziness and just a release and also at the same time new beginnings because that's kind of the theme I'm tapping into for September. Uh, releasing, you know, shedding what is ready to go and also embracing new beginnings. Maybe because September is usually, well, it is back to school time, but uh, September has a newness because it's a transition of seasons. So that is the energy that I'm currently vibing at. And what's really interesting, and I think it ties into today's topic around money and mindset, money beliefs is it's a lot of like inner work, inner work, inner work. And especially as we head into fall, that's what energetically we're being asked of, right? It's like, you know, nature is composting now, right? Things are starting to turn colors in terms of the leaves. And over time, there's just going to be more like inner workings, right? More hibernation. And it's such a great time now to, to do more intro, introspection work. And for me, I've been doing a lot around money beliefs and it runs so deep. Every time I think I've got it, I'm like, oh, there's more layers to this. So I wanted to just share my journey and what I've been doing and, um, and also like things that I thought I understood. And then I'm like, oh, actually, no. So years ago, back maybe 10 years ago, 10, eight, 10 years ago, um, a friend and I, we hosted a free in-person meetup groups. It wasn't through meetup, but it was, you know, just free gatherings because we wanted to talk about women and money. So it was women and money. That was women and wealth. That was the name of our workshop. And uh, part of the workshop was around 
your money story? Like when was like, what was your first memory of money? Um, and I've actually also hosted uh, workshops at different studios around this topic because I just felt it was just so fascinating. It was so important to talk about money and we don't talk about money enough as a culture and especially with women we don't talk about money enough and I feel like this is such an important topic because there's a lot of deep-seated subconscious beliefs around money that we are just so not aware of right and it really runs our thoughts and our actions and so this is just such a huge topic it is such a huge topic and like whenever I revisit the money story or, oh my God, we got to look at money beliefs again. Like I'm not, I'm just going to be honest. It feels like such a chore. I'm like, oh my God, like I've done this so many times. I do not want another workshop. Like I don't want to take another workshop on this. I've, I used to lead workshops on this, right? Um, but what is so interesting was that when I looked at, okay, my first memory of money honestly, it's been really positive. Like that was my experience. So I thought I didn't have any money stories. (laughs) Like my money beliefs are positive. Okay. Like that was my, um, my relationship to money. And at the same time, there's an underlying narrative that I actually wasn't aware of until probably like a month ago. And so for me, like my first memory of money was positive. Like I just remember like, um, my dad would always be very generous with his money. And if I was like, dad, can I have 20 bucks? He'd be like, sure. You know, or like there'll be money lying on his desk. I'm like, dad, I'm going to take my 10, I'm going to take the $10 on your desk. <laughs> He's like, okay. Like there was, it was just not a big deal. Right. That was like, my dad just never said no when it came to me and money and I wouldn't waste it. Like I wouldn't waste my money. I would like store it away. Like, I just love having like money tucked away in my drawers or just like the feeling of abundance. Like that was my relationship to money. And um, what's really interesting though is, you know, a month ago when I really sat down, I was talking to my coach and I was just talking to her about money beliefs. And my coach, Donna Kingsford is, uh, she's all about beliefs. She talks about beliefs and she works with her clients a lot around subconscious beliefs. And so I wanted her to host Um, like a challenge, like a quest around belief ethics. That's her program that she does, belief ethics. And um, it's like athletic beliefs and the athletics, right? Working on your beliefs. And so I interviewed Jana um, a few episodes back. So if you didn't get a chance to tune into the episode, I'll put it in the show notes, but you can also just look back at the episode history. Um, But she's super fun and I love working with her. And so I was talking to her one day during our coaching call and I just, you know, I was like, you know what? I just realized that I'm good with money. Like I'm really good with money. And like, let's just bump up like my earnings in my business. Like let's, let's start like bringing in the dough. (laughs) And then as I said that, I was like, and, but like, I have to be honest, like one of the, one of my hangups is that I don't actually love, I don't, I don't necessarily like spending money like I sometimes I feel like I shouldn't be spending money and I'm kind of like really thrifty and like I actually don't like spending money like I love money I don't like to spend it right or there'll be certain things that I really really value and I will spend it like I'll spend money on myself in terms of investing in personal growth or on high quality foods like you know I I choose good ingredients and I will invest in my health. Like I'll spend money on high quality vitamins and, you know, I'll get the organics. Like 
that's where I value. But like in other areas, I get a little bit nervous and just spending money. Even if I go out with friends and we have dinner, like I'm like, oh my God, like I hate it when people order drinks and because I don't drink and they order drinks and then we split the bill evenly and I'm like, dang it, like my $10 meal has turned into a $30 meal. <laughs> and I'm just like, those type of things just irritate me. So like I was just telling my coach this and she's laughing and she's like, okay, you tell me you don't have money beliefs and you don't have negative money beliefs and here you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like a very honest, um, very honest, just me telling you just my money beliefs. And so what was really interesting is that I had to sit back down again and think back to like, what is, what is up with that? Like, what is my, um, why do I have this fear around spending money? And I am reading, rereading a book called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. It's a really great book. And I've listened, the first time I read it, I actually listened to it through audio, his audio book. And it's actually kind of funny um, if you listen to it, because I think T. Harv Ecker actually narrates the book. And he's, you know, he's, he's actually really funny. <laughs> and so I can hear, now as I'm reading the book, I can hear his voice come through. Um, he's pretty blunt. Um, but in a way that I just chuckle because it's really funny. And he talks about like where, like where did you get your money paradigm from? Where did you get your money paradigm from? Because we all come into this world um, just kind of like, well, we just, we don't, when you come into this world, we don't automatically think anything about money, right? You know? Like we see money as a tool. Oh, the more money we have, the more candy we can buy. You know? So like there, it's not like there's necessarily... Uh, like a like an emotion towards money when we're first born, it has to have been learned somewhere. And so I had to think back and I was like, well, like for me, like my, like I look at my, my parents, right? Cause that's, that was my, my experience with money, just seeing how my parents operated with money. And I was, I talked about my first memory of money of like, oh, like just my interaction with my dad. And then he took me to the bank when I was seven years old to open my very first bank account. Um, and I just remember that whole process and my, my little bank book. Um, Cause at that time, I don't think there was electronic bank stuff. I think you had to go to the bank. <laughs> and like I had my little bank book whenever you make a deposit or a withdrawal, they do a little stamp. And like I had a, I had a it was pink and I had, there was a bunny on it. And I was just very excited to have my very first bank account. So when I think about my first memory of money, that was it. But, um, I think about my parents' relationship to money. And when I read The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, or I'm still reading it right now, but when I, when I, in the first few chapters, I was like, oh my God, like, I knew this. I knew this. Like, because my dad and my mom have a very different relationship to money. And, you know, I, I realized, it finally dawned on me through, like, repeating this work and circling it back to it again, um, you know, eight, nine, ten years later, I'm like, oh my God, like the paradigm that I received that I really just took on was my mom's paradigm around money. And I love my parents, but my parents are very different in terms of how they relate to money. And growing up, like I adopted my mom's money patterns, uh, which she's a saver. <laughs> she is very mindful about her spending, I would say to the extreme. Um, and in a way, coming from a, a fear-based mentality. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, it just hit me that 
I model my mom. And for the longest time, I thought I was balanced. I thought I was balanced because my mom and my dad are very different in how they look at money and spend money. And I was like, oh, well, I'm like the balance of the two of them. But when I really, like when I told my coach around like, I, I'm scared to spend money, when I said that, I thought about my mom and my dad when I was reading Rich Dad, uh, not Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was reading Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is another really great book by Robert Kiyosaki. But um, I was like, OMG, like I'm adopting my mom's money blueprint. And what I love about the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind book is like he has like these little affirmations in there. And one is like, I get to choose my money model now. Like I don't have to, I get to choose how I manage my blueprint. I get to choose the model. I don't have to um, be, you know, enslaved to a money model that no longer works for me. And I get to choose my money model. So I actually have that uh, affirmation. I get to choose a money model on a sticky note on my wall. And if you follow me on social media, you probably would have saw all of the sticky notes along my walls and on my bathroom. I just love it. <laughs> I have all sorts of colorful sticky notes and I just love it because when I work at my desk and I look up my wall, I see fun quotes and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And it just keeps me in like, it, it helps me remember the moments when I wrote them down and it anchors in my learning. So I invite you to take a look at your money story and where did you adopt your money blueprint because you all have one and I just feel like it is just so interesting to work with because it affects us you know I think like I I'm very grateful because uh, growing up I had um, I had I have family who are wealthy and I got to experience their generosity and so I've actually personally, like, I don't think money is evil. I like, you know, I don't have the, the stories that a lot of people associate money with around, I don't know, you shouldn't talk about money or, um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, money is the root of all evil. Like all of those things around money to me is really much conditioning and programming. And we all have the condition and program in some way, shape, form or another. Um, and it's just very, very interesting because um, I remember in the workshops that I would lead or co-lead, we would talk about like money is one of those topics where, and especially in relationships, that tends to be the, the culprit of a breakup or a divorce. It's not, you know, the arguments that are around money are the ones that really lead to um, things falling apart. And it's it's so interesting because it's like the whole thing around we don't talk about money enough, right? We don't we don't talk about spending patterns or like how do you see money and like it goes deep. And I remember even like years and years ago, like I'm so like, I love learning about this stuff. So like at that time when I was in a relationship, this is like the very first time I attended a money workshop. Um, and, and I took my then boyfriend with me. Like we both went together because he was open to learning more. Um, and it was just very interesting because it, it was all around like what what is the root of our, our money story? Like what led to it? And when we can shine light on it, then we can start changing the narrative. And so, and it does take work, right? Because I even noticed that even though I, I know, okay, like I'm like spending money, spending money, like I don't love to spend money. So like I have to start changing that narrative and be in the energy of, okay, every time I spend, it's such a gift. You know, I'm so grateful. And by 
spending this money, I'm getting something in return, right? So like I just bought two books, right? So it's like, okay, like it's really a form of exchange. I get to circulate money. Money gets to be circulated. And the more money gets to be circulated, uh, the more we are in flow and in the energy. And um, one thing I love about working with my mentor, Melanie Enlayer, is that she really talks about um, spending money in desire, spending money in desire, because um, I'm taking her five-day free masterclass right now called E-Squared, The Emotions and Energetics of Manifestation. It is so good. I've been promoting her on social media, and um, it ends actually, by the time this episode launches, um, it ends, well, today, like this episode is launching today right now and it ends today on Monday, September 13th and so, or September 14th, excuse me, September 14th. And so, um, like I've been sharing it like crazy because it's just so good. She's talking about the masculine and the feminine energies around money. And, um, and she talks about like money as a woman, like she explains it like money can, you can see money in so many different ways in two ways. But if you see money as a woman, money likes to be appreciated and valued and like when we spend money out of desire versus need it changes the flow it changes the energy and that's like that's what women want like we as women want to be desired right we want to be loved we want to be excited and be able to play and be in flow and that's the same with money and so I just love that perspective because it's allowing me to see money from a very different paradigm than what I was taught with how I was brought up and it was just like, oh, like, this is the area where I need to grow. So it's like, I get to play in that space. And then every time I'm like, ah, I'm kind of scared to spend. So now I get to look at, okay, like, is, does this, is this a need or is this a desire? And if it's a desire, then maybe I can play with how can like I receive here, right? Because when it comes to money, it's giving and receiving, and um, can I receive the thing that I actually desire, right? If I wanted to buy the book, like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna like, like I have to like pay to get it, right? Unless I get it as a gift, but even as a gift, someone had to spend it to give it to me. And so like, can I be on the receiving end? And by receiving, then I'm gonna give, you know, the 10 bucks or whatever, and then I get to receive it. And I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited for the book to arrive. And so it's, it's really being conscious of our beliefs. And once we're aware of it, we can start to play with things differently. And it doesn't mean it's like, it could be, a, well, sometimes it's an overnight snap of the fingers. Like I got it, I broke through and I get to move on. Right. And now like things are just flowing. And then sometimes it, if it's more ingrained and more deep seated, sometimes it just takes a little bit more awareness, more patience with yourself, more love, more kindness, and then slowly begin to change the story. And sometimes it just becomes more of an exercise of being conscious. Okay, like I have a bill. Um, and usually when the bill comes, it's for the service that you've already received, right? So how can I be grateful? How can I be grateful versus run away from this bill, right? How can I express gratitude for the fact that um, the service was already provided, right? And now I get to receive it and express my gratitude for the service. Um, and I'm like, I have so many stories in the past where, um, where I wasn't like that and I would wait, you know, or like, um, I was supposed to pay for, you know, my car getting fixed and, 
um, the person was kind enough to allow me to pay it in two payments. And because he didn't send me the bill for the second payment, I never paid it. And, and I was like, wow, I got away with it. And it's like, no, like a year later, he billed me. Um, and because he realized I didn't pay. And like, so he trusted me and I broke trust by not paying when I said I would. Right. So there's things like that where it's like, ooh, like I need to patch up the areas um, by how I proceed now moving forward. Right. So now when I get a bill, I will pay it back. Right. I don't let it go past a due date or if there's something where, oh my goodness, like there's a lot of bills coming at me all at once. I'm going to call the companies where um, I know that they have like, they can work with me, right? So when I got injured with my knee, um, you know, I called up the insurance company or the doctor's office or whatever. And I'm like, can we have a little payment plan? And like, that's responsibility, right? It's like, let's do it in a way where I'm responsible. And at the same time, I can manage my money in a way that works for me and that I'm in integrity with the other uh, the other side, right? The person who's billing me. And usually depending, like people, companies, they're willing to work with you, right? So it's not running under the bed or the rock and hiding and like all of that is taking personal responsibility. So all that to say is looking at our subconscious beliefs around money is super important because whether we know it or like it or not, it does run us. It runs our behavior. It runs our relationship to other people. Um, it just, it, there's this backhand narrative and the more we're willing to look at it and kind of look deeper and kind of pluck up the roots, it's, 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 it's going to run us. And, um, and sometimes it takes time or sometimes you just get it and you're able to move on and, uh, you know, unkink the hose, right. Of, the wealth and of the receiving that I believe as humans, we all deserve, right? If nature is abundant and we're part of nature, then we are abundant beings. And sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the times we get in our own way. So I'm, I'm still in my journey. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still reading books. And I love being in conversation um, around women who we can talk about money. So like, this is why I just, I love working with my coaches and my mentors because the community that we're in, it's not like a taboo thing. We talk about money. We celebrate our earnings. Um, we celebrate, you know, our income goals and we celebrate achieving the numbers and we celebrate every penny that comes in. And it's in the celebration that we can see like, oh, okay, I didn't celebrate as much as I could have, right? And why is that, right? Is it like, you know, like, why am I so attached to losing money, but I'm not celebrating it as it's coming in, right? So there's so many different, um, there's so many different layers to this. And it's like, we're all a work in progress. And at the same time, I feel like if we're willing to do the work, willing to look at the behind the scenes, then we can start being more conscious and more aware. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. It's like, us as humans being more conscious and not allowing for things in our shadow to really run us. Um, there's a lot to be said around cultural, not even cultural, but societal conditioning around money, right? So maybe for you, it was not like, maybe for you, you had a very, like, you know, your parents maybe not talked about money, but it wasn't a big thing. And you, you your money blueprint wasn't from, you know, your family, but it could have been from the media, right? Watching television shows and looking at sitcoms or whatever and their relationship to money and maybe the rich people were portrayed as more uh, I don't know more mean or more greedy and like the poor people were kinder but that 
is just a programming right there, right? Because that is not true, right? Like very, very wealthy people are very kind and generous and very, very poor people can be just as kind and generous, right? It's, it's not an either or. And so be, pay attention to where you're getting your, uh, your blueprint from because it, it came from somewhere. And I think the more we're aware of it, the more we can start opening our eyes to like, oh my God, like there's so many things around us where we're not even aware of. And so this, this conversation around money is just like, it's, almost, it's one conversation around how easy it is for us to subconsciously pick up patterns that aren't necessarily true, that can impact us, and it affects our actions and the outcomes. So anyway, that is what I wanted to share with you today. Um, I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful September if you're listening to this pretty close to um, the time of this recording. And, um, and well, and here I will share that I, I don't know if you know, if you follow me on social media, please follow me on social media. If you don't follow me on social media, please do. Uh, I'm actually pretty active now on Facebook on my personal page, um, Michelle Wong. Um, I think there might be, it's michellewwong.xo. And then my business page is michellewong.xo, but I'm mostly on my personal page. So if you listen to this and we're not friends on Facebook, um, I get a lot of friend requests. And so if you want to just send me a DM um, and just say, hey, I listen to your podcast and would love to connect on Facebook. If you if you do that, then I'll definitely accept you as a friend. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? And then on Instagram as well. So Instagram, I'm pretty active in my stories. So on Instagram, michellewong.xo. And um, so love for you to follow me and connect with me on, on both platforms. And what did I want to say? Oh, yeah. So I have a few offerings that I have launched over the past week or two. And so aside from one-on-one human design readings, um, I've expanded my, my world of human design. So for those of you who have had a reading with me or you would like a reading with me, um, that's available. But I've also opened up my doors for one-on-one human design coaching and it's called human design embodied and basically what it is it's to embody your human design so a lot of times after people receive a reading I notice that they kind of just go back a lot go back to their day go back to their life and then they kind of forget the content that I share during um, the reading and you know human design is all about experimenting with the information to see what really aligns with you so that you can live into your your essence, your human design. Um, me telling you things isn't going to be as helpful as you embodying it. So my one month uh, human designed uh, coaching is four weeks of 30 minute calls. So four 30 minute calls. And then outside of that, you can message me on Voxer or Facebook Messenger to answer quick questions so that you get support along the way. And it's so fun. I, I have four spots left at the current price point. Uh, it is cheaper than doing my three-month minimum of coaching right now because I wanted to give it a shot, just kind of see how I, I like doing it like this. And um, so I'm offering a one-month uh, of this. And after that, we can explore how you want to proceed. Um, but it's designed to be one month. And then if you want to uh, do three-month coaching with me, then that's available or three months or more. So that's another option of Human Design Embodied. And then another thing that um, me and my dear friend Lala Wang, so I interviewed Lala on my podcast, like I forget what episode, might have been 70 or 69. Um, so her and I came together to offer the Soulpreneur's Edge, Magnify Your Superpower. And so Lala's gift is that she really understands Finder. 
So StrengthsFinder, I learned about this when I was in corporate and really about like if we can operate in our strengths, then it becomes so much easier and more natural for us to um, be really good in our work and it comes effortlessly and it's easy because it's our natural strengths. Um, and so when you do the StrengthsFinder quiz or the test, they, they give you your top five strengths. So Lala is an expert in StrengthsFinder and also one of her strengths is the ability to um, take information from different sources and be able to see the connection across them. So her and I are coming together for the Soulpreneur's Edge where we combine human design and StrengthsFinder. So the people who sign up to work with us, you just pay once and then we kind of, you know, we divvy up the money in the back end. But when you sign up with us, you'll get a full human design reading with me through Zoom video. Um, you'll take the StrengthsFinder quiz or test and then um, we have a private Facebook messenger for the three of us or her, me, and then the person, the client. Um, and then we just, she comes, so after the strengths finder, after the human design reading, um, Lala will put together like your report of combining your strengths finder and your human design and really pinpoint your magic and your superpower. And this idea came about because I reached out to Lala because she has been referring her mastermind and one-on-one -on -one clients to me for human design. It's part of her package. So I'm her human design connection. And I was so curious of how she uses human design with her clients along with um, the astrology readings that she um, gifts her clients and with her strengths finder. I was just so curious. And so she showed me, um, she put my chart together with my strengths finder uh, with human design. And I was so blown away with what came through that I was like, oh my God, this is like genius. <laughs> so we decided to collaborate and offer this to more people. So if you're curious about that, please reach out to me. You can email me at michelle at nonlinearpath.com um, or for anything else. Um, and uh, we could go from there. But there's just so much happening in my world right now. Um, I'm, there's more things coming. And if you are interested in possibly one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, feel free to reach out. Human design, feel free to reach out. I combine everything in my coaching. And so it just becomes so fun. And I really focus on courage, confidence, and um, you know, taking steps towards your dreams. And so we will explore that much deeper, also looking at your human design. So all of that to say, um, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Um, Insta stories, I feel like is a really great way to go. Um, just tag me at michellewong.xo so I can celebrate you and reshare it. And yeah. And so that is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you all next week. Cheers. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.